This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Renton, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Doggies and kitties, start your engines. Vroom, vroom, where cats would be. Purr, purr. Hey, I'm very excited to welcome our special guest today. She knows her way around a NASCAR racetrack, and she knows how to steer in the right direction to promote pets. That's a pretty nice combination, wouldn't you guys say? Last year, she made history. I think it's probably better to be called herstory by becoming the first female driver to place in the top five in the top three tier NASCAR race at Daytona on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2020. Hey, she's also the highest finishing female in the NASCAR truck series. Please give pause and applause to the phenomenal NASCAR driver, Natalie Decker. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, man, we got lots to cover, girl. You made your debut this year in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. She's going to be on the show here, guys, to talk a lot about racing and pets. But we got to pay for the show by taking a commercial break. So everybody, stick it in the gear idle. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is NASCAR driver Natalie Decker, number 23. Keep that number in mind. She is kicking off the 2021 season in high gear. You got to let me know a little bit. We have something in common besides pets. Do you want to know what that is, Natalie? What is that? <laughs> She's like, I don't know this lady. She's cray cray. Um, here's the deal. 
you were born, I think, in 1997. Is that right? Yep, correct. <laughs> okay, now this really makes me feel old. Well, <laughs> that was the last year I was an assistant sports editor at the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel in charge of auto racing, especially the truck series at Homestead. Wow, that's so cool. What a small world. Really? Yeah, yeah. You weren't even on the radar then. You weren't on a track. You were on a womb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I love covering the NASCAR, especially the truck series. I don't know. So big question. What got you into racing and then the trucks and then we'll get into the stock cars. But let's talk about that. Because I thought that was kind of an interesting year, right? Yeah, well, how I got started in racing is my dad and his three other brothers and my grandparents, they raced snowmobiles, they oh. raced dirt bikes, they raced dirt cars. But the main thing was snowmobile racing. And my dad in my hometown, Eagle River, Wisconsin, Eagle River, Wisconsin, yes, he had a snowmobile track. He recently sold it a couple years ago, but I grew up oh. around the snowmobile track and I fell in love with the motorsports industry. Just seeing my dad work at the track, seeing my mom there, being a part of it, meeting the drivers, helping out. And then my dad always had the race on, the NASCAR race on Sundays on our TV. And we made a big deal about it. My mom would make snacks and we would hang out. And it was just such a good time. And I started to really then fall in love with the sport of NASCAR. Wow. And I didn't know how I could get into the sport, but I knew I wanted to. And my dad took me on a business trip once with him. It was just a day trip, a couple hours away from our house. And after all his meetings were done, on our way home, we got to stop at a go-kart track. We saw the lights were on. So we stopped in to watch some racing before we had all the way home. And I fell in love with go-kart racing. I was like, this is how I can get into NASCAR. This is my start. I was like, dad, I want to go kart. I want to go go kart racing. He told me I was crazy. And he said, I wasn't, he's like, we're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You're not going to like it. It took a couple years of convincing him, but he finally got me a go kart for my ninth birthday. Wow. Nine years old. That's pretty good. So how did you do? So we raced go karts for about three years and we won four track championships in the three years of racing my go-kart. So my dad told me I needed to, if NASCAR was my dream, we had to start racing stock cars. Or if I didn't want to go that route and I wanted to stay in go-karts, we were going to go like the Indy route or like do some road course. Well, you're nine years old. How, how long were your legs? Could you even I was itty bitty. <laughs> I probably looked like I was five, but I was nine. I promise. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. I got it. Just tell me you have a tall racing voice. That's all you need to say, right? Yeah, We're all the same size when we're on the racetrack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to love your dad. You know, isn't it nice that that your parents said they'll help you with your dream? Because it's not easy cracking into NASCAR, especially being a woman. Exactly. I really believe I wouldn't be where I am today. If my parents didn't back me 100%, they sacrificed so much to make my dreams come true. And they backed me 100% the whole time. And they're still helping me to this day, traveling around in the motorhome, coming to every single race, wow. being a part of my business and helping me grow every single day. And it, it's just so much fun because, you know, it feels good to have that support from my parents. Oh, yeah. And it's also really nice to be able to work with them and have them help me and help me excel in the sport. Now you're talking, uh, I think your schedule, this will air after your race, but you got Talladega on the 24th of April, and then you're going to Nashville on June 19th. Did I get that right? 
Correct. Yes. Woo-hoo, doing my homework. <laughs> I'm excited because you're my first NASCAR driver on the show. And the show has been on the air since 2007. Okay. You were 10. I knew you were going to be on our radar. I was just waiting for you. Um, <laughs> and we're the longest running pet podcast show on the planet. Wow. That's awesome. Kudos to my producer, Mark Winner, and we've got over half a million listeners. And I know after this show, we're probably going to double that because of you. Woo! Party on! So with your parents, that's awesome. But I need to have you introduce your four-leggers that are major supporters of you. And they, they don't care about checkered flags. They care about you. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I have so many amazing stories about all of our pets. Well, I'll introduce all of them first. Okay. We have Cash Monkey. We call him Cash Monkey, but his name is Cash. I saw Cash in a minute, but describe him for us, the folks that are tuning in right now. If he was a person, he would be a basketball player. He's got long, long legs and he's very, very skinny. He is tan color and he... He has a hound mix. We don't know exactly what he is, but he runs like a greyhound. So he might have a little greyhound in him. How old do you think he is? He's about two years old. Okay. All right. Yes. And then we have Hoosier and Camber and they're beagles. And one of them is an all white beagle. Oh, that's interesting. And then the, the other beagle, Hoosier, he has all the colors in them. We named Hoosier after the tire that we raced. So Hoosier is a brand of tire. You got like Goodyear, Hoosier. So my dad named Hoosier. My mom, we were at a racetrack and our other beagle that we had, who his name was Beagies or Eagies. Don't ask how it got from that. It started with Eagle and it went to Beagies. Long story. So then my mom was so sad because he passed away. He was so, so old. He, he had an amazing life though, because he never ran away because we never had more than one beagle. He didn't have to be on a leash. It was awesome. That's really unusual for a beagle because you go, come here, Hoosier. And they're like, smell you later. Gotta send, gotta go. That's that's how Hoosier is. So my mom got Hoosier. She um, surprised my dad at a racetrack. He was so mad. Take that back. We have too many dogs. We don't need another one. He was so mad. But then 10 minutes later, he was in love. And he's like, we're only keeping it if I get to name it. My mom's like, well, we already bought the dog. We're keeping the dog. So he named him he named him Hoosier after the tires we raced. And then about three years later, we got Camber. So Camber, it took us a long time. He went four months without a name. We called him Baby for four months because he was a little baby. And so in your car on the front tires, you have Castor and Camber, and it's how the angle of the tires are. So like if you ever riding down the highway and you see a car with the front wheels like turned in at a weird angle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Angle when people do that. So that's, that's like Castor and Camber. So we were confused. We didn't know if we wanted to name them Castor or if we wanted to name them Camber. Just can't wait. If you ever decide to have kids, are they going to be named gear shift and uh, third drive? I mean, I, that. <laughs> Oh, that would be mean. <laughs> oh, your kid lug nut. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, that's fun. But you also have uh, a kitty. A kitty. Yes. Okay. So the story about the cat, best story in the whole world. All right. How we got the cat. I was racing go-karts. I was 10 years old and it was the last race of the season. And I had to win the race to win the championship. And oh, a lot on the line. Yeah. There was a family there who brought a whole truck bed of kittens. There was 
probably 25 kittens and they were just giving them away because their their kitty had kittens and they wanted to let all of the friends at the racetrack have first pick of their kittens and I was like dad can I please have a cat I really really want a cat and he's like you're too young you won't feed it you won't change the litter you can't nope you're not getting the cat I was like please dad I'm 10 years old I can take care of a cat and he's like I'll make a deal with you if you win the race tonight you can pick out a cat Oh, and we won the race. There was a cat on the line. I had to win. (laughs) I didn't care about the championship. I wanted the cat. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What was the markings of your kitten you got when you won the race? All white. All white. Oh, white. No markings on him. Just pure white. And why I picked him out of the other 25 kittens that were there is they were in the bed of the truck. So I was sitting in the bed of the truck in my race suit, petting all of them, trying to figure out which one I wanted. And all the go-karts in the area, the parking lot we were in, they like went by really fast to go line up for their race. And all the cats got scared from the noise and ran back, except for this little white one. I was like, it likes racing. So that's why I picked out the cat. So we we got the cat. We went home. We went to the vet, you know, get all its shots, check, get him, you know. And then they told us, they're like, I'm so sorry to tell you, but your cat's deaf. Well, all white. I was thinking there was, that was letting, and probably had blue eyes. Yes. He has, she, she has blue eyes. She, sorry. So I was crying at the vet. Mom, my cat doesn't like race cars. (laughs) It's just deaf. I was so upset. Oh my gosh. So you still have the same cat? Yeah, she's still around. She's very old. Oh my gosh. And this is the cat. Come on. This is a cool name for somebody that's a professional race car driver. What is the name of this white cat? Yeah. So, well, I named her NASCAR because I thought she liked race cars. And then she turned out to be deaf. So I was debating to change her name, but I couldn't. No, no. NASCAR is her name. So she's the stately senior of your pet pack, right? Oh, yeah. We've had her the longest and she runs the motor home. She's in charge of everything. She is the boss. Hey, that's all right. Hey, also, I kept hearing you say we're taking our pets to the vet. We've got to do this. So what I really like is the fact that you're paying attention to your pet's health needs, even as a youngster. And uh, our show is sponsored by someone that you use their products on. You want to talk about your involvement with Pet King Brands? Yes, Pet King Brand, Zymox. So how we got our relationship started is I did like an interview type thing for a magazine years back about Hoosier and Camber because they travel with my parents and they come to all my races and they know when they're going to the racetrack. So I did this really fun interview about the dogs, the beagles that travel around and Zymox saw the the interview and everything that I did. And then a couple months later, I adopted Cash. Oh, with my okay. boyfriend Derek. So they reached out to my boyfriend, Derek, because he handles all of the Yes. And we thank Derek. He yeah. got us all connected. Thank De- you, Derek. Derek's the man. He handles everything. You know, Derek. Okay. So they got a hold of Derek and they were very interested in partnering up with Cash, Monkey and I, and it just happened so perfectly. And the really crazy part is I had a black lab. His name was Bear. And I had him since I was three or four years old. He, we recently just had to put him down. He was 18 years old when we put that him That is awesome. Yes. Was his middle name Methuselah? <laughs> yeah. He had the best life. He got to go swimming in our lake. 
And nice. he would go underwater to dive for rocks. So he would always get ear infections and my mom would take care of his ears. And we used Zymox. Good, good. Yeah. Ears. So we were using Zymox before we even knew everyone at Zymox. And now we feel like one big family. <laughs> Well, also, you you have some funny YouTube channel videos. It's you and Derek and the dogs and all that. So don't you think it's kind of nice? I mean, you're in a stock car, you're in a truck racing for NASCAR, but you let your fans get to know a little bit more about you, right, Natalie? Yeah, I really think that's important because they only get to see so much through TV or through what the sport of NASCAR is showing of their athletes. And I think it's really important to show everyone that I'm just like them. You know, I'm, I'm a normal person. I have to go grocery shopping. I have to clean my house. I have to take my dog to the vet. I have to do all the normal things. So I really like showing that through YouTube videos. And I, we recently started streaming on Twitch. And how do people find you? I know the main site is nataliedeckerinc.com, but from, yeah. for, how about Twitch and, and YouTube? All the links to all my social media accounts are on my website, nataliedeckerinc.com. So if you go to the website, every social account is linked there and it will instantly take you to my Instagram, my Twitter, my Twitch account, my YouTube channel. And we sell merchandise on the website. We have a couple of new shirts coming out where it has Zymox on the back. Wow, nice. So have to stay I'll have to get one of those. I'll get one of those. Yeah, I'll, I'll advertise for you. Hey, speaking of advertising, we do have to break for a quick commercial. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how Natalie Decker gives back. And we're trying to, I can't believe you're here on the show. I really enjoy you. You're awesome. You know that? So hey. everybody just stay idle. Vroom Vroom, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey y'all, it's Kelly Pickler, and you're listening to Arden Moore on All Behave on Pet Live Radio. I love y'all. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box, the letterbox that is. Now back to All Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I got to tell you, I've been doing this show since 07 when you were just 10 years old. And you by far have such great energy and great passion. You are ranking in my top five as favorite guest all time. And that includes Betty White. Yay! Yeah! Woo! <laughs> I feel special. <laughs> you started your show the year that I won the championship and got my cat. What can I tell you? What can I tell you? Life is great. Hey, let's talk a little bit about some ways that you do give back. And you're driving a major speeding thing of steel. And yet you were born with arthritis, right? Yes. So I was born with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, and that's an autoimmune disease. And I was born with it. They didn't diagnose me until I was the age of two. 
And for about 10 years, I was on a drug called methyltrexate. Oh, that's pretty nasty. Very serious, right? So I have struggled with this my whole life. I have had to live with it my whole life. There's no cure for it. So you can only go into remission, but it can always come back. And it recently came back when I was 16, 17 years old, right as I was starting to get into the ARCA series and NASCAR. And I really knew I needed to share my story because there's so many people that have, you know, not just arthritis or rheumatoid arthritis, but an autoimmune disease. And there's so many things that go along with it. And there's so many struggles with it. So I really wanted to share my story to inspire others to, you know, still go for their dreams and work hard, push yourself and, and don't let it back. Talk about what you're doing with the Arthritis Foundation with your theme. I love this. It's perfect. What's your theme called? Yeah. So we recently just made a t-shirt for last month because it was Autoimmune Disease Awareness Month. And we wanted to raise some money for the Arthritis Foundation. And there was a skeleton on the t-shirt holding my helmet. And it said, rheumatoid arthritis won't slow me down because, you know, we, we race cars here. We go fast. And... And it was, it was so amazing. So 100% of the proceeds of the t-shirts and sweatshirts, we made koozies, all of that's going to the Arthritis Foundation. But oh, we, that's nice. as soon as we made the announcement and let everyone know my story, we did a big race and that was in Miami, Homestead. Oh, yes. I know Homestead. Yeah. With the Arthritis Foundation on the truck, we had, there was people that were donating and when they donated, they got to put their name on the car or on the truck and it was really special. We raised $17,000, over $17,000 for the Arthritis Foundation and yeah, so we're going to, we keep doing fundraisers for them because they do, they do so many amazing things, especially for kids. Oh, yeah. Now, I want people to know that you have raced NASCAR in the truck series and and stock cars. So for the average Joe, what's the difference? What's the challenge or just to give people an idea between getting behind the wheel of a truck versus a stock car? So the bodies are a lot different. The truck looks like, you know, a normal truck body. And then the car is exactly what you would think of a stock car looks like. And the biggest difference is especially on the super speedways and the big tracks, the trucks make a bigger hole in the air. Because if you think of like a boat going through the water with the wake coming around the boat, the water going around the boat, the car and the truck do the same thing, but with air. When they're going on the track and going through the air, the air comes around the truck kind of like a wake does with the boat. And the trucks punch a bigger, like a bigger wake with the air. And that was something I really had to get used to, especially with the super speedways like Talladega. There's so much more air getting pushed. So you have a bigger draft and you can suck up to another truck faster because a bigger hole is getting pushed through the air. So it's a lot to do with aerodynamics and the way the body's shaped. But I mean, overall, it's a race car. So I mean, you drive them very similar. (laughs) And Average speed on a straightaway versus a curve on a super speedway. Well, every track's different because of sizing, but I would say on average, we're 160, 170. Um, But the fastest I ever went was... Okay. (laughs) You know what my next question was. Good. (laughs) So the fastest we ever went was at Daytona Road Course, and it was um, called the TA car. It was a Corvette, and we went a little over 200 miles an hour. How'd you feel? Come on. 
It was so much fun. I remember getting to the point where I was about to reach that speed. The whole car was shaking. The windshield was getting like pushed in and shaking. It was crazy. You could feel it. It was fast. Well, all right. So 200 miles an hour. Okay. Now I think you said you guys live in uh, North Carolina right now, right? Yes. Okay. So you have to go to the grocery store and you're stuck behind somebody going really slow and you're a race car driver. How do you handle it? Well, um, (laughs) this is a family show. Patience. Patience. You know, what's really crazy is I don't drive like a race car driver on the road. Very. I wouldn't think you would. No. Yeah. Yeah. I actually feel a lot safer on the racetrack than I do on the highway. Really? And why is that? Well, it's a controlled environment. We're all going the same direction. Nobody's texting. No one's texting. Correct. No one's texting. Everyone's focused on what they need to do. So, you know, mistakes do get made because we're trying to push ourselves 110% and the vehicle 110%. So mistakes can happen, but we also have all the protective gear on everything's so safe. And, you know, on the highway, there's way more accidents than that happen on the highway than happen on the racetrack. Well, that's true. Now, have you ever gotten pulled over for speeding? Okay, so I've never been pulled over. Oh, yeah, you're like, see you later. (laughs) Knock on wood. But my mom, okay, so I was testing my race car in Wisconsin when I was 16 years old. I had a test day. It was Friday. Okay. It was a Saturday. But I had to take Friday off to go test. And Saturday was prom night. And I test all day. I was three hours away from where our prom was being held. And I told my mom, all right, we were done practicing. We had two hours to get home and we were three hours away. There was two hours until prom was starting. Okay. And I told my mom, drive as fast as you can. We got to get home. We have to get home. And not even 10 minutes into our trip, we got pulled over. And the cop that pulled us over was a big fan of my dad because he raced snowmobiles. Oh, aren't you fortunate? He still gave my mom the ticket. (laughs) That's all right. Well, that's good, though. I always wondered about that. You know, and like, what kind of car do you drive around your neighborhood, your house? I mean, we have um, a truck, a Chevy truck. Okay. I just think it'd be so cool to have you in a Chevy truck and have some guy next to you trying to gun their engine. You're like, never mind. (laughs) Too easy. (laughs) So let's talk about before we wrap things up. I love that your car number is 23. Let's talk about Rascal Flax country music star Jay DeMarcus. And you got a gospel artist, Jason Crabb. And together I saw a picture of one sweet vehicle. Tell us about your connection. Yeah, it was so amazing. You know, I was in the off season a little bit before Christmas time, just trying to figure out how I was going to race in 2021 after COVID and everything changing and sponsors not being allowed to be at the track. It was really difficult to find sponsorship and funding to be able to go racing. And I just remember every day I was praying and saying like, you know, there's a path for me there. There's something's going to happen, you know, like I'm just, waiting and waiting. I was doing everything I could, but I knew that everything would align. And I went home for Christmas and I met someone who knew Jay DeMarcus. So now it was a mutual friend and we met and like 10 minutes later, I was getting introduced to Jay and 
That's pretty cool. Rascal Flax, man. That's a great group. It, it yeah. was crazy. And then like two weeks later, I was on a Zoom call with his record label company that he owns, which is Red Street Records and their artist, Jason Crab. And then it just all came together so perfectly. And it was so amazing. And tell about the hood of the, your Chevy, number 23, your Chevrolet. Tell us what was on the hood. Yeah. So Jason's face was on the hood. Nice. And his single, Just As I Am. And it's so wonderful. And they got to come to Daytona and be there, be a part of the race. And it was so magical. They're such amazing people. Well, I'm going to share for our listeners a quote that Jay DeMarcus said about you, Natalie Decker. <laughs> and I love this. Natalie is a bright light in racing. She's on the cutting edge of motorsports and the racing industry. We consider ourselves on the cutting edge of the recording industry. So it's a partnership made in heaven. That's pretty sweet, right? Yes. Oh, I just, I love them so much. I'm so thankful that we got to meet and all this got to happen because it just feels like it's supposed to happen. And I really feel like we're all family now and it's just been so wonderful. And we have, we have Talladega. That's our next race. They'll be on the car as well. Okay. Nashville and that's their home. That's their Oh home. yeah. That's going to be so easy. Excited. Yeah. Wonder who the Nashville fans will be rooting for. I think it's you. Um, yes! yeah, woo! So before we, we let you go, is there anything I've missed about you that I should have covered? I mean, as far as what's coming up for NASCAR and uh, anything you want to say about your sweet pets? We really covered it all. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. I wish I had all my pets here to show you, but I only have cash, uh, but they all say hi. <laughs> all right. Hey guys, we've been speaking with Natalie Decker. She is an amazing rising star in NASCAR. Check her out. Um, go to NatalieDeckerinc.com. From there, she launches you to everything that she's doing on the track and off the track for pets to help people that have autoimmune diseases for arthritis. She packs a lot in a day. And as I said, she has been one of my all-time favorite guests. And so I just want to give you a big pause and applause, Natalie Decker. Thank you so much. This is so wonderful. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I also want to do a shout out to my producer, Mark Winter. He's the wizard of pause. He created Pet Life Radio, the network, in 2007 when our guest here was just 10. And it is the number one pet radio network on the planet. And so he's done a lot. He's very humble and quiet, but big shout out to my radio husband, Mark Winter. Hey, if you want to check me out, go to Ardenmore.com. You'll see that I teach pet first aid. I'm working on my next two books, so we're getting close to 30 on dog and cat books. And I just love being the host of this show. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.